Good morning, football, or should I say good evening, football? Welcome to another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. As you can tell, I'm kind of hacking my way through this as I have a bit of a cold. Like I said on the last podcast you guys listened to with Gray Robertson that I actually recorded earlier today, um, just hacking my way through this, and that's how we roll here at Tom Green Headquarters in Essexville, Michigan. With us is a famed guest and tweeter of the Good Morning Football program. My God, I'd love to meet Kay Adams. I hope he has done so. If not, well, he's probably in the Kay Adams fan club too. His name is JB. He goes by MZE or Mike Zimmer's Ears. Welcome to the show, JB. Nice to be here, Tom. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. So, so you've been a fan of uh, Good Morning Football for a long time. What got you involved in uh, that? <clears throat> I love the sport. Uh, I got tired of a certain other sports network in the morning, and I was flipping around, and I saw these four people, these four like amazing people talking football and making fun with it, you know, and having fun with it. And from there, I just I stuck. They're they're great people. Uh, I've I have met all except for Kay Adams. <laughs> uh, I have met. I've been on. Kyle Brandt's television show a couple of times now as well. Kyle's a really nice guy. I fantastic. I have a picture with him somewhere. Uh, it's probably out on the internet if you look for it. And uh, Peter Schrager is more zany off camera than he is on camera. <laughs> I, I Kay, believe that. Yeah, Kay's the only one I haven't met yet, but uh, she she talks about me a little bit. Uh, she <laughs> gave me happy birthday wishes, and she actually said she ghosts my Twitter account once on the show. So. Uh, great people, great show. I love it. Definitely. Now, I'll be honest, I haven't seen a lot of the show, but I, de- I know especially what it's about, and every so often I'll tune in to NFL Network. So I know they've got a great thing going on there. And, hey, Burleson, P. Shrakes, K, all you guys, hit me up. Tom Green Pod, Tom TV 23, let's do a show. I'm telling you, this show this show is only going on the up and up. With here, we're with Mike Zimmer's ears. I mean, even his ears are going up and up like Peyton Manning's forehead. (laughs) With that being said, what a Lions-Vikings preview. Now, usually my regular that does Lions-Vikings, Cody Klontz, his Twitter is C underscore Klontz. Go follow him. He has some great Vikings takes. So this time I veered away from him because I wanted to get a more national perspective, I guess, if you want to say that. Um... So, you, so your Vikings are still in the playoff hunt. Um, what's the feeling like right now in Minneapolis? Well, right now, the fact that they, they made the move to get rid of John Filippo, I thought that was a really good move. He's a good coach. He is a bad fit for Minnesota. Uh, you know, Marcus Stefanski is going to be great. I think he could be the next OC, as I told people. He's got a three-game tryout right now. He mm-hmm. passed his first test last week. Uh, running the football is what the Vikings need to do. I know they're paying $84 million to Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins is not effective if he has to throw the ball 40 times a night. Uh, so running the football with two really talented backs in uh, Cook and Latavius Murray, that's the way the Vikings need to go. I feel good. Uh, I know your Lions are, are struggling right now. <laughs> you made a great draft pick in on Johnson, and he can't get healthy. Uh, I know he just went on IR, so I guess it's, what, Theo Riddick's job now for the next couple of games? 
Yeah, it's pretty much a split between LeGarrette Blunt and Theo Riddick. I I feel as as you do, they should hand the ball to Theo on first and second down, and that's because Theo's your fast guy. You want speed on first and second down to get through the line to get extra yardage. Blunt is your power back. You when you're on third and two, third and one, that's when you use him. Patricia has not done the greatest job at doing that at first, and it's probably just part of learning the head coaching position. What he's done is defense all his life. Now he has to worry about offense, offensive line, wide receivers, plus defensive backs in his defensive scheme. He's added a whole new concept to his coaching regime, and that may have hurt him in his first time using LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah, and I mean, he probably has a little bit of familiarity with LeGarrette Blunt. Um, mm-hmm. I think they were both in New England at the same time. Yes. So. You know, he may be. That might also be part of it. If you have a familiarity with a guy and you're in a new spot, you're going to probably lean on them a little bit more. Uh, I might be wrong on that, but it, it seems possible. Uh, I think you got to let your quarterback throw the ball down the field a little bit too. You have a really good receiver in Galladay. Uh, I think I think he checks down a little too much, and I know Stafford can throw the ball downfield. So I think you should go into your last two games in Detroit and just let it all hang out. Well, let's say not the last two. How about your last game? How about this week? Keep it nice and conservative. You know, <laughs> a little bit of pass rush in there. We promise we won't hurt anybody. We just kind of want to get out of there with a win. <laughs> Very understandable. And as for, <clears throat> as for Detroit right now, now that they're out of the playoffs, gee, I have no idea what they're going to do <laughs> this week. People are saying, oh, you should sit Stafford. And I'm like, well, I mean, if you want the better draft pick, Maybe you should throw in Matt Castle. I mean, Matt Castle is not Thad Castle from Brew Mountain State, God forbid. But if you want to go that route, I guess you can because now you're out of the playoffs. So literally nothing matters (laughs) to us right now. Right. Right, yeah. I I mean, you're right. What does Matty Patty want to do? Does he want to see what what your quarterback can do? Well, he hasn't let him do anything for 14 games. What's he going to do for the last two? Or, right, protect him, let Matt Castle finish out the season and see what you got going forward. Maybe, like you said, get a better draft pick and, and work on it from there. I think your offensive line needs a little bit of work, as does ours, so I, I can sympathize with offensive line issues. Our offensive line has needed work since I was in high school. Believe <laughs> me, it has yeah. been a problem. As, as for your Vikings... Uh, Mike Zimmer did say, not his ears, he he himself said that we need to utilize the running game a lot more. Guess what John Filippo did? Pass the ball half the time that Mike Zimmer didn't want to do. That's why Zimmer said, you know what? Sorry, adios. And that's where Filippo has gone. Now, losing North Turner proved to be huge because now look at what Carolina's been doing with North Turner. I know they've lost... Now they're on the downturn. Book what they did at the start of the year. <clears throat> yeah, I never, I, you know, Norv just didn't. He might not have been a good fit in Minnesota either. I don't know if he actually had the the talent at the time he was in Minnesota either. Uh, I was never a Norv Turner guy. I was kind of glad he didn't stick around. Um, you know, Shermer was pretty good, uh, but I, I really, really like what we've got in place now. Mm-hmm. And plus, as a side note, the letters in Norv Turner spell turnover. That's really all you have to know about Norv Turner. <laughs> Very well done. Very well. 
As, as you can tell, I'm a huge fan of NFL memes. Oh, uh, I will read if it's hilarious. I will retweet that within two seconds. In fact, I, was it last week? I posted a meme myself. It was uh, John Gruden. Picture of John Gruden. It said, "Got any more than first round draft picks?" <laughs> yeah, I said I think I think Gruden would trade his kids for a couple of first rounders. <laughs> it's and then there's another one. It's all fun and games until NFL draft first round. Pick number one, Oakland. Number two, Oakland. Number three, Oakland. Number four, Oakland. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting draft coming up. I'm I'm heading down there actually for it. So I wanna, I guess I guess Raider Nation should be out in full force, especially for day one. <laughs> yeah, especially. So um, with Minnesota still in the playoff hunt, um, Chicago is on the horizon. We know that Chicago has already clinched the division, but. Is there any chance that Minnesota might be thinking a little more about that game rather than this one? I don't think Zimmer's going to let them look ahead. This is a week where if everything falls in place, they can clinch the playoff spot, and it's not out of the realm of possibility. The Vikings can definitely beat the Lions this week. The Eagles have a game against the, the Texans this week. Very losable game. The Texans have gotten red hot. And uh, the Redskins, with Josh Johnson at quarterback, they go down into Nashville to play the Titans. Ne- next to the Patriots, the Titans are one of the toughest teams at home in December in the league. So it, it could be a weekend where the Vikings, three you know, three games, we're in, and the game against the Bears could have very little, if any, meaning, which is what I'd like to see. And all you really need to know about the Jacksonville Jaguars is they lost to Josh Johnson. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's a team right that was a, a game away from the Super Bowl, and now they're they're just a mess. Um, that, I call it the Bortles factor. Uh, if Blake Bortles is is who you're hanging your hat on, your hat's going to get blown off pretty quickly. And uh, which brings me to another meme I like: Blake Bortles facts. Blake yeah, Bortles Blake has Bortles never facts. lost a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> He's lost one AFC Championship game to Tom Brady, but Brady has still lost three Super Bowls. Blake Bortles facts. Blake Bortles facts. I like that. That's good. <laughs> I like to bring the humor to the Tom Green show as always. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, keys to a Vikings win. How will Minnesota get out of Detroit with a victory? Um, the way they won the first time, you got to get pressure on Stafford. Uh, the Vikings sacked him ten times in the first game. You know, uh, until last week, you know, Last week they had nine, but uh, ten sacks, that's a lot. Keep keep um, the Lions behind the chains works. Got to hold the ground game in check uh, in terms of the defense. Again, you have to make them pass. Uh, the Vikings have to stick to the ground game like they did last week. Control the ball. Uh, 40 carries last week, 220 yards against the Dolphins. This is a little different kind of defense, but um, don't put the game in Kirk Cousins' hands. I hate to say that. I mean, they're paying a lot of money. But don't make Kirk Cousins have to win the game for you. He can do really well, as we saw last week, if it's not all on his shoulders. Uh, 14 for 21, 220-plus yards in the game. One really bad interception he threw. But other than that, he was on target. They moved the pocket a little bit with him. 
the touchdown pass to Aldrick Robinson was beautiful. It was one of those passes you looked at it and said, just catch the ball, Aldrick. That's all you have to do. It's going to be right there. He put it, he threw a dime. It was perfect. So control the clock and keep the Lions behind the chains. And, of course, catch the ball like Charles Clay couldn't a couple weeks ago. Yes, poor Charles Clay. <laughs> I, was, I was talking with Fazolari last week. I, I watched that. Charles Clay pass drop and I my mouth just dropped like What? <laughs> the How fact do you that Allen even got the throw off was amazing, but then you're watching it's like, no, how did he not get Um, he's a tight end and he's not actually the most fleet of foot, so he, his footing was a little bit off as I watched the play again. He, I think he just kinda lost lost sight of the ball. It wasn't a perfect pass, he had to move a little bit. I just don't know if he quite saw the trajectory, if that's the best way to say it. I don't think he quite made the adjustments that he needed to make. Uh, I felt bad for him, though. He was wide open. Yeah. The sum, or the uh, summary of the Bills and Lions seasons all in one play. <laughs> Pretty much, right? <laughs> oh, as for my keys for the Vikings win, one, run the ball. That's what Zimmer wants to do. That's what Delvin and Latavius can do. If they both can find the end zone, or, or Dalvin can find the end zone twice, doesn't matter. Vikings will win. Also, control Detroit's run. Detroit has tried to establish themselves as more of a running team than pass. If they can do that and make Stafford or Castle launch the ball to Galladay, it, the game will be in Galladay's hands. Also, um, I, I guess um, number three, Cousins. Um, if he can if he can stay in the pocket and throw effectively and not make ter- terrible decisions, Vikings win. If if you make him go outside the pocket and make some horrible decisions as you've seen in the season, right. you will see bad results. So control the ball, control control the run, control Detroit's run, stay in the pocket, pass efficiently. So let's talk about Lions. How how do you think the Lions will win this game? Uh, I think, again, we talked about this earlier, Matt, Matt Patricia's got to let Stafford open it up a little bit. Uh, you have nothing to lose. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so maybe throw a couple of gadget plays in there. I don't know if Riddick or Blunt can throw. I think one of them has thrown touchdown passes before. Might have to run a halfback option, some misdirection. Uh, uh, that's what really the um, Patriots did against the Vikings. A lot of misdirection, they use a lot of motion. Uh, that Viking defense is big on pursuit. If you can get them pursuing the wrong way, you can get some big plays out of it. I really think you're going to have to throw to beat the Vikings. Uh, I don't think you're going to... Now, again, the Vikings gave up one really big run last week, but other than that, they held Miami's running game in check. Um, I don't know that the Lions offensive line can hold off the Vikings long enough to keep the ground game going, so think you're going to have to open it up and throw a little bit. I really do. I think yeah. I think if you've got the quarterback with an arm, I don't know why he doesn't let him use it. And a lot of people are still critical on Stafford, but I saw a tweet that uh, from a Detroit account that really made a lot of sense. It said, sure, Stafford may not be the quarterback that you want him to be, but look at free agency and look at the draft. There's nobody better right. than they've That's got right, right now. So, keys to a Lions win. <clears throat> Run the screen to Theo. 
If they can't run the ball with Theo, like you were talking about the Vikings' defensive line, try the screen pass to Riddick. I really liked the screen pass to Golden Tate before he got traded in, in those years. But run the screen pass to Theo. If they, if they can open it up and throw some dimes to Kenny Galladay, of course, you can, you can, be, you can beat him by throwing the javelin, <laughs> I guess. And defense, stop cooking Latavius. If, you can, if they can do those three things, run our screen pass, open it up, stop the Vikings running game, you'll see Detroit pull an upset in, Min- or in Detroit, actually, against Minnesota. Right. And don't get sacked ten times, Stafford. I mean, just even, even if it's nine times, don't get sacked ten times. Right. <laughs> that was just, I mean, as a Vikings fan, it was great to watch, but it had to be horrible <laughs> to watch as a Lions fan because – he just had no time to even think back there. It was rough for them that day. The worst was, of course, the screen pass that, or the, or the foot, the toss back that went haywire. Right. The f- yeah, the, <laughs> the fumble for the touchdown that really iced the game because they didn't play a bad game that day, but that that flip was just that was horrible. It was just horrible. It it tells you that's so lions. Right. <laughs> it was. It was very lions to do. Yes. <laughs> So, um, at around 3 o'clock Central Time or 4 p.m. Eastern Sunday, score prediction. How do you think this game will go? Vikings are playing with a purpose now. Um, I think that the coaching change at the offensive coordinator spot really sparked them last week. I can see them sting. I don't think they're going to put up the points they did against Miami. That game just kind of got out of hand late. I think we're going to see the Vikings win this one 27-13, and it's probably going to be a late score that makes it the 14-point margin. I think the Lions will hang in there for a while. Uh, this is kind of a, their playoff game. They're, they're going to want to beat their division rival, but I think the Vikings have just enough firepower to beat them. 27 is my prediction. Well, if, if you're an all-Minnesota sports fan, you know that one of your famed Minnesota managers is now in Detroit. His name is Ron Gardenhire. When Minnesota was out of the playoff hunt those years, Gardenhire told his team, this is our playoffs, was September. If Patricia and Gardenhire are getting along well, which I assume they are, I bet you Gardy said that to Patricia. And I think that's what Patricia's going to tell the team this week. But will it matter in the scheme of things? Not when the Vikings are facing a playoff spot. <clears throat> the Vikings are more experienced in, in this in this, in the spot that they are rather than Detroit. Um, Cousins has been on the playoff fritz before. Um, I think you're going to see Dalvin Cook score a touchdown, Adam Thielen get over 100 yards and 10 receptions, and a touchdown to Kyle Rudolph too. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer two days before Christmas before Christmas in downtown Detroit. Um, Lions fall to five and ten. Hopefully, they prove me wrong. I'm gonna go 31-17, Minnesota. <clears throat> Sounds good. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take that all day. <laughs> I am certain you will, and our our, <clears throat> our buddy Cody Klontz will take that especially. So, <clears throat> the next portion of the show is the the very famed segment of our football shows. <clears throat> And that is the rapid-fire picks. Now, 
Rapid Fire is just kind of a fun name. We can all we can always analyze the games too. Um, <clears throat> object of the game is, of course, to get as many right as you can, and the winner at the end of the season receives a small prize, no long, no more, no bigger than twenty-five bucks, so that professionals can play as well. <laughs> like last year, um, my buddy, my drinking buddy Aaron Gosser, won the won the prize, and I gave him a case of beer. <clears throat> nice. <laughs> so. 888 winning percentage is your highest percentage. We have 10 games this week, so you can lose a game and still have the lead right at the end of the season. So it's a tough task, but one that can be done. So without further ado, two college games and eight NFL games. <clears throat> First up, we got the Dollar General Bowl, Buffalo against Troy. I'm going with Buffalo to win their first bowl game. You're going Buffalo. Um, of course, Buffalo should have won the MAC this year, but of course, NIU had other things to say about it. <clears throat> Troy has pulled some good upsets the past couple of years. One over LSU, another one yep. over Nebraska. They almost beat Clemson the year before that. Um, I think Buffalo's mad at the fact that they didn't win the MAC, and they're going to take it out on Troy and maybe even the Dollar General store across the street from my house. <laughs> Not literally, but figuratively. Uh, give me Khalil Mack's alma mater, 31-20. Uh, Khalil Mack was in attendance at the Mack Championship game, too, if you saw. <laughs> yeah. What a difference he's made for Da Bears. The Sheraton-Hawaii Bowl. Hawaii and Louisiana Tech. The run and shoot is back, and and they're on their home island. So I'm going to take Hawaii to win this one. At home, <clears throat> I mean, Mele Kaliki Maka, as Jimmy Buffett said, is the wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. And I think that's how the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors will say Merry Christmas to Louisiana Tech and all of those around the island state. <clears throat> Give me Hawaii. 27 to 10. Now we're going to the NFL games, which <laughs> I'm sure you probably will have more expertise than these. <laughs> Let's Sa hope. Yeah. Saturday's two games. First, Redskins and Titans. The Titans win ugly. They're home. They don't really lose at home. I could see this like a 16 to 10 Titans win. One of those... This is an ugly game, but they walk out of there with another victory, just like they did against the Giants. That was not a pretty game if you watched it. 16-10, uh, Titans. That is unless you're Derrick Henry. Who all, all <laughs> of a sudden can play football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the Titans in this one as well. <clears throat> I, think they will make, I think they'll make the playoffs, honestly. Uh, Titans, 20. Washington, or Redskins, 10. <clears throat> um, both teams are not looking pretty, but <clears throat> just like when you hit the ball on the green in golf, you're dancing, but the girl, she ain't too pretty. <clears throat> Tennessee 20, Washington 10. <clears throat> Saturday night, Ravens Chargers. This should be a fun game. You're looking at the, uh, the Ravens defense versus that Charger offense. Gordon is back. Uh, Philip Rivers is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. I like the Chargers taking this one 
Uh, uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, a running back who actually cares about fantasy football. Who would have known? (laughs) Melvin Gordon back this week and apologizing to every single fantasy owner that had him, probably personally too. He'll run for three touchdowns and, and, uh, and he'll receive one. Big day for Melvin Gordon against... I know. I, I, I'm coming wow. in with the hot picks. Bold prediction against the Ravens' defense. Uh, higher scoring than people will think, despite Baltimore having the number one defense in the league. Give me Chargers 31, Ravens 24. Uh, Lamar Jackson has been great for the Ravens, and now they're moving on from Joe Flacco. Brings me to another meme. The question mark backwards is supposed to be a rhetorical question. Of course, that rhetorical question being, is Joe Flacco elite? Ask Joe. He'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) He'll show you his Super Bowl ring, too. Yep. That's all he's got to show you, right? Exactly. Moving on to Sunday, Houston and Philly. Foles is real, peeps. I am taking the upset winner. Philadelphia is going to take Houston this week. And I think they're going to take them 27-24. I think they're going to win it late. Going to win it late. <clears throat> at home, I kind of like the Eagles at home. If this were in Houston, I would say actually Houston domination. But since it's at home... Foles has been pretty much the savior of these Philadelphia Eagles uh, winning the Super Bowl for them after Wentz went down as he's down again. Um, Houston is, is a very good team. In fact, going to win the NFC, or AFC South and perhaps even get a first-round bye if things play out correctly. But if a, a loss here will not help them. Uh, Philly, 27, Houston, 17. Wow, so you got you got a pretty comfortable win for the Eagles. That's cool. I think so. At home, I like the Eagles. Um, a cheesesteak sounds good, too. Uh, <laughs> Green Bay and the Jets. The J-E-T-S. Just wow. end this season, Jets. J-E-T-S, mess, mess, mess is what I like <laughs> to say. Um, and all that said, I think I'm going to take the Jets to beat the Packers this week. Um... Uh, the Packers just seem to have packed it in. Aha! They, they dumped their head coach. They really, against the Bears last week, I, I didn't see a lot of fire in them. Uh, I think the, the Jets came out and played hard last week against the Texans. I'm going to go Jets 23, Packers 16. Um, well, despite... In- we're actually filming this on a, we're actually, well, we're not really filming this, but we're recording this and looking at each other while speaking. So um, JB will see that I actually have my old high school shirt on, Essexville Garber, and it's got the Packer G on it. But believe me, I definitely want to put a circle and a slash through that G because I'm a Detroit guy. No pack, no. Um, I definitely like that Jets pick, and... Gimme them because one screw the Packers. I'd say worse, but I'm sure that Kay Adams and the crew are going to listen to this, so I won't be that vulgar that immediately unless I know them personally. But <clears throat> Jets at home, Todd Bowles on the hot seat. Um, give me, give me the Jets and Sam Darnold. Um, 
31-17. Also a big win. Yeah. The Packers' defense is like the cheese heads that they were. You see all the holes in them? Yeah. That's yep. the Packer defense. Yep, it is. <laughs> Tampa Bay and Dallas. Uh, Dallas literally laid a goose egg last week, and they they need this game, I think. Um, Tampa Bay is going nowhere. Tampa Bay is having quarterback issues. Uh, they don't know who they want to start. I think they called Steve DeBerg to see if he'd come out of retirement and play this week. So I'm taking the Cowboys. I think you're going to see a big game from Zeke this week. I like the Cowboys like 31 to 13. I don't even think Tampa Bay shows up for this one. As much as I'd like to see Tampa win this one, because I know I'd like to see someone other than Dallas win the division. But good for you, Jerry Jones, trading for Amari Cooper. Um, boy, boy, how about that? How about that Amari Cooper catch against Philly to end the game? <laughs> Talk about <laughs> luck. Literally, which, no luck because luck missed the Pro Bowl. So it snacks here saying, come on, man. But <clears throat> back to Tampa Bay and Dallas. If you're relying on a quarterback to come out of retirement for your team to win, you have a problem. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Yes, even if even if somehow the Vikings were to call Dante Culpepper, you have a problem. <laughs> Give me the Cowboys in this one. Um, Amari finds the end zone. So does Zeke. Dallas, 35, Tampa, <laughs> 10. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, that, that sounds solid. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to do much against that Cowboys defense. But if you but if you own the, but if you're a Tampa Bay f um, fantasy guy and you own whoever quarterback starts, he'll still probably throw for 400 yards and four picks, because that's how the Tampa Bay quarterback position has been so far this year. Yep. <laughs> uh, battle of the NFC South: Atlanta and Carolina. After what I watched this week and the news that came out that uh, Cam Newton's finished for the season. I was going to go Carolina until that news came out. I think the Falcons go on the road and they steal this one now. Uh, I think the I think the Panthers have packed it in now for the season. I can see Atlanta 24, Carolina 10. I, I don't even know. Taylor Henke is going to quarterback for them this week. He was in the Vikings. I uh, was with the Vikings for a little while. He might be pretty good, but this is his first game in, you know, against the Falcons. Yeah, I'm going 24-10 Falcons. Uh, Taylor Heinke, you mean Christian McCaffrey, perhaps, at quarterback, because <laughs> McCaffrey threw that touchdown pass That's this right, week, which, which killed my fantasy team odds because I, I, I'm in a 14-team league. I made the semifinals. But as most playoff teams had this year, the injury bug hit at the wrong time. Took out James Conner, Odell Beckham, Frank Gore, Julio at the end. Yeah, I was I was down heck, I, I had Tom Green myself starting at starting running back on this team. I mean this it was it was terrible. But somehow I made the semifinals and did not have to get punished, which I guess I'll go in I guess I'll go into that before I pick this game too. Super League. 
Yes, I'm talking about the Super League on a national scale. Thank you. You're welcome, Cody Klontz, because that's our other Vikings guy. If you don't make the playoffs, you get punished. Six teams get punished. And these punishments are like impractical jokers, brutal punishments. One of them was a guy had to swim in the Flint River and pick up a tennis ball. Yeah. Another, <laughs> another guy had to dress up like with a football helmet and like a pink dress with a sign that says, I suck at fantasy football. Another guy had to post a selfie every day on social media throughout the fantasy football season. Another guy had to grow a beard during the football season. Oh, see, I would, I would hate that one. I'd hate that one. And then one I had to do, and this one was embarrassing, I had to drop my drawers <laughs> and uh, go outside and um, do a little business. Yeah. Oh, Brutal. God, no. <laughs> Brutal. Come on. Come on, man. Don't do that. <laughs> what kind of league is that? <laughs> Once again, you want to make the playoffs if you're in this league. Thank God I did this year. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Back to Atlanta, Carolina. <laughs> um, give me the Falcons on the road. Um, Christian McCaffrey might be a better choice at quarterback than Taylor Heineke. Falcons 31, Panthers 24. A little closer than people think, but still a Falcons victory. <laughs> Sunday night football, Kansas City and Seattle. Mr. Pat Mahunts, if you know what I mean. I do know exactly what you mean. <laughs> no one should eat their mac and cheese that way. Oh, uh, yeah, that's... That's about as brutal as the punishments I just described. <laughs> um, Mahomes got me into my fantasy finals. Thank you for the 10th round draft pick that I stole from everybody in my league. Um, I think that Kansas City goes on the road and beats Seattle. I watched Seattle play the Vikings. The 21-7 win that they got was not that impressive. Uh, okay. It's a great win. It's a win, but... I think Kansas City's got more firepower than the Vikings had. Uh, I think Seattle's offense is kind of disjointed at this point. I'm going to take Kansas City to win this one, 27-17. Here's where we actually go contrarian for the first time. Remember last year, the Eagles making their Super Bowl run. What did they have to do in the middle of the season? They had to go up to Seattle and play on Sunday night. They lost that game. Right. Week 16, it's a little late in the year, but Seattle is on the playoff hunt as well as your Vikings. And I think they make a statement here. While I'm not the biggest Seattle fan, I like Frank Clark because he's a defensive back, and guess where he came out of? My beloved Michigan Wolverines go blue. Right. <laughs> um, Mahomes is going to have his hands full this game. And it will be a great challenge for him to try to get what Hines offered him. 57 touchdowns for free catch-up for life. But maybe that deal is off the table now that he signed with Hunts. By the way, Pat, I like Hines better. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Seattle, 
41, Kansas City, 38. High scoring, just like every other Chiefs game has been. If you're the owner of any of these guys, like the team I was facing in the semifinal had uh, Mahomes, Hunt, and Kelsey, you're in for a good day. <clears throat> Christmas Eve night as Santa is approaching your door. And he may put you to sleep if this game doesn't. Denver and <laughs> Oakland. Two, team, two teams headed south for the season. I cannot figure out Oakland. Uh, Gruden, Gruden has broken it down. His hope is to build it up again with draft picks. Uh, he might be able to do it. After what I saw last year, I think Denver is going to win this game. Uh, I kind of wish it was being played in Denver and it was going to snow. At least that would be interesting to watch. Yes. Uh, I, I can't even see a lot of points going up in this one. 17-13 Denver, and I don't love it. Uh, but I think Denver squeaks out a win in this one on the road. Uh, I just think they might play with a little bit more determination than the Raiders at this point. People, um... You're not a real NFL fan if you don't like cold weather games. As JB was saying, he wished this game was in Denver. One of my favorite playoff games to watch. Now, I know you don't like the final result of it, as I wish it was the other way, too. But that Minnesota-Seattle game, negative 7 outside. I know the final score was bad, but the game, I, were, I loved the game because it was just so darn cold. Oh, Made me happy to be inside in 65 degrees in the heat, how it sounded. But thankfully you guys don't have Blair Walsh anymore. Well, you guys still uh, have kicking problems with Dan Bailey, but... Blair Walsh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nightmares about that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I still remember watching the videos of, hey, I can make a 29-yard field goal. <laughs> that day in, the, in that weather. He made three long ones, two of them with the with the laces facing him, and he missed that one. So that's mm. Vikings luck. That's yeah. the way it works for us. Yeah. So going back to Denver, Oakland, um, I just don't know who's going to win this game. <laughs> Oakland signing Peterman. Now, I get it. It's your last two games, and you're saying to the whole league, we don't care about our last two games. Whoopee! <laughs> We just want the spider number one wide draft pick banana, man. Do you you know we like John Gruden, man. You got guys like Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr and Nathan Peterman, man. <laughs> Hopefully I did a good job Gruden there. Um, what God the heck? Bless Nathan Peterman. What the heck? Perhaps the last game in Oakland. Just win, baby. 21-17. Give me the Raiders. Why the heck not? <laughs> and you know what? That's a good point. It is their last game in Oakland. Maybe they'll want to go out with a bang. But I'm going to stick with Denver just sure. because I took them to start. Yeah. Good enough. So, <clears throat> with that being said, that is our rapid-fire picks. And, as I wrap up every single show, do you have anything else to add to this wonderful Tom Green podcast? Uh, just thanks for having me on. I appreciate the uh, the, the ask. Uh, you I love to do this stuff. I love <laughs> to talk football, even if it's not Vikings football. Football's football, and uh, you know, I tell this, I say this on my own podcast. Friendship before football. Mm -hmm. uh, root for your teams, but don't take it personally against anybody. 
let let everybody just have a good time. That's what this is all about. So again, thanks again, Tom. I really appreciate you having me on tonight. You bet. And for all those at Good Morning Football listening to us, hit me up. We'd love to get you guys on the show too, along with JB. So that is Mike Zimmer's ears, figuratively, not literally. And this has been the Tom Green Podcast. <laughs>